You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Professor Douglas Allard's 22-minute, 17-second armchair audio theatre company presents Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Abridged Too Far by me, Professor Douglas Allard. Local Neighbourhood Watch Coordinator. Part-time. Not weekends. Jane Eyre is a fascinating book, and it was published on October the 16th, 1847. A Saturday. Probably about tea time, we don't know. It has 83 chapters, 624 pages, and weighs 426 grams in paperback. Now, obviously, it was much heavier when it was published, much like the woman who wrote it was. And fascinatingly, it's a novel whose title has no anagram. In choosing the name Jane Eyre, Charlotte Bronte, betrothal crone or hot rot celebrant, picked a title which could not be anagrammaticized. The best I can come up with is Ni-I-Jar, which frankly makes no sense at all, does it? Now this was a mistake that her sister, Emily Bronte, Nimble Toyer or Lemony Biter, made sure she didn't make with her only published novel, Wuthering Heights or The Shit Hunger Wig. And Jane Eyre is an important book. However, with 183,858 words, it takes 8 hours and 27 minutes to read, which is a long, long time in this busy, busy, busy world. And so, this is why my 22-minute and 17-second classic armchair audio theatre company is about to bring it to you in just 22 minutes and 17 seconds. All you have to do is download, sit back, and listen. The book opens with ten-year-old Jane Eyre living with her pitiless aunt and her cruel bullying cousins, possibly in the cupboard under the stairs. She is waiting for something to appear to transform her fortunes. Will it be a letter from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry? No, no, of course it won't. But it will be something else. Something that will change young Jane Eyre's life forever. Dickens, is she? Lizzie? Georgie? Jane's not here. Bad animal. I'll warrant she has mounted into the window seat. And crossed her legs like a turk. Yes, and I'll warrant the little beast is reading... A book! Unmount that window seat, Jane Eyre, and come here. What do you want with me? You have no business reading our books. You have no family of your own. No, you ought to beg. Not live with gentlemen's children like us. You are wicked and cruel cousins, like slave drivers and Roman emperors. What? 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 Did you hear what she said? Eliza, Georgiana, go tell Mama. Mama! My poor darlings, what has that wicked Jane Eyre done to you now? Take her away and lock her in the Red Room. No! Not the Red red Room! room. Unjust! My uncle died in this very Red Room. Unjust! 
alienation of the soul. Unjust. Insupportable oppression. Unjust. He is troubled in his grave. He's rising up from the grave. Unjust. My mind is in horror. Where is the moonlight? I am oppressed. Suffocated. Unjust. Having survived her ghastly, if slightly overwritten, night in the Red Room, Jane is visited the next day by a kindly apothecary called Mr Lloyd, or Dry Mole, as he could have been called, but isn't. Are you feeling better now, child? I, I think so. What made you so ill yesterday? I was shut up with the ghost of my uncle in the Red Room. Not the Red, red Room. Yes, the Red Room. I am very unhappy here, but Mrs. Reed is my only family. Where are your mamma and papa? I don't know. I did hear once that papa was a poor clergyman who mamma married against the wishes of my grandfather, who cut her off without a shilling, and after a year they both caught the typhus fever whilst visiting amongst the poor of a large manufacturing town, and both died within a month of each other. Or something. That's quite detailed. And is there no one else? Mrs. Reed did once say I might have some poor, low relations called heir. But she knows nothing about them. Do you want to go to them? Not if they're poor, I don't. Would you like to go to a school? Oh, yes. Is it Hogwarts? No, it's called Lowood. Let me see what I can do. And being kindly and an apothecary, he does. Come in here, Jane Eyre. Is this the child, ma'am? Indeed it is, Mr Brocklehurst. Tell me, Jane Eyre, do you like your Bible? I like Revelations, and the book of Daniel, and Genesis, and Samuel, little bit of Exodus, and some parts of the Kings and Chronicles, and Job, and Jonah. Hmm. And the Psalms? No, sir. No? Not liking the Psalms proves you have a wicked heart. Oh, she does. And she's a terrible little liar as well. Well, send her to me at Lowood Institution in the county of Shire, and she will enjoy plain fare, simple attire, unsophisticated accommodations, and hardy, active habits. That sounds perfect for a wicked, deceitful child such as Jane Eyre. Then I will leave you with this pamphlet full of tales of wicked, deceitful children meeting terrible sudden death. And wish you a good morning. I am not deceitful. If I were, I'd say I loved you, but I dislike you more than anyone in the world. Except your son, John. And your daughters. Harsh. And if anyone asks me, I will tell them that you are bad and horrible and wicked. Have you finished, Jane Eyre? For the moment, yes. Good. Then you can go to school now. Summon the horses! And so, Jane is packed off to, <coughs> Shear, to study at Lowood Institution. Monitors, collect the lesson books and put them away. Form classes. Science. Order. Hello, I'm Jane Eyre. Hello, Jane Eyre. I'm Helen Burns. What are you doing, Helen Burns? I'm reading a book. I like books. Do you want to read this one? No. Is Mr Brocklehurst the head teacher? No, he's the manager of the establishment. And is he a good man? He is a clergyman. The head teacher is Miss Temple. Is she the tall lady who wears a watch? Yes. Is she good? Yes, and very clever and kind to us. Are you an orphan like me? Yes, my mother is dead. Are you happy here? Yes, I'm grateful. Are you good? I am slatternly, seldom put things in order, forget rules and have no method. Do you get told off a lot? All the time. And are you stoic about it? I'm good-natured and Christian. I think I'm going to struggle with this. How do you cope? By being stoic, good-natured and Christian. You ask a lot of questions, don't you? Yes. Is it annoying you? 
Dear sweet, clever and gentle girls of Lowood Institution, today we are being honoured by a visit from our benefactor, Mr Brocklehurst. Miss Temple, have a care. These girls are here to be raised in a spirit of Christian piety and miserabilism, as befitting their low status. Burnt porridge and disdain is what the good Lord wants for them. Who dropped their slate? It was the new girl. Jane Eyre. This new girl is a wicked, sinful, deceitful little liar. Her aunt told me. Boo for Jane Eyre. But a kindly apothecary told me she is a good girl. Hurrah for Jane Eyre. Bah. Three cheers for Jane Eyre. Hip hip. <laughs> oh no, it's the typhus. I'll wish you a good day. And half the school is now stricken with the effluvia of mortality. No, I don't know what that is either. It doesn't sound good, does it? Helen Burns, are you awake? Yes, but I'm about to die and meet my maker who is good and is my friend and I'm happy. Really? Yes, really. May I climb into the bed with you whilst you die? Uh, Budge over. I really don't think this is a good idea, Jane Eyre. There really isn't enough... Whoops, sorry. And now, not much happens for a bit. Uh, Time passes. Jane grows up until... uh, Oh, yeah. After about three pages, she's become a teacher. Settle down, girls. My name is Miss Jane Eyre, and I am your teacher. Today's lesson is liberty and how to achieve it. Oh, miss, miss, those who wish for liberty and to change their situation in life must advertise for a position in the (coughs) Cheer Herald. Right. Good answer. I'll do that. Smart kid. Letter for Jane. uh... That was quick. If J.E., who advertised in the... (coughs) Sir Harold possesses the acquirements mentioned, a situation as governess can be offered. J.E. is requested to send references to the direction of Miss Fairfax, Thornfield, near Milcott, in the county of <coughs> Sure. Without another thought, Jane leaves her old life behind her and gallops off across the country to meet Miss Fairfax. Jane Eyre, welcome to Thornfield. Thank you, Miss Fairfax. You have a lovely house. I am but a servant. Mr Rochester is master here, and although his visits are rare, they are always sudden and unexpected. I'll bear that in mind. Is Mr Rochester an exacting, fastidious sort of man? Not particularly so. Is he generally liked? Yes. What, in short, is his character? Unimpeachable. Has he travelled? Yes, a great deal. He is clever? Yes. In what way is he peculiar? I don't know. You do ask a lot of questions, don't you? It's my way. Ooh, La la, c'est la ma gouvernante. This is Adela, Mr. Rochester's young ward, who you are here to teach. Allô, bonjour. Is she a foreigner? Yes, I'm afraid so. <laughs> Did you hear that? Mm? That laugh? Laugh? Yes, it was curious, distinct, formal, and mirthless. <laughs> Laugh. It's probably Grace Poole. Grace Poole? One of the servants. Grace Poole. Yes, ma'am. You're laughing too much, Grace. Remember directions. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, ma'am. Anyway, Jane Eyre, you've had a long journey all the way from... (coughs) You must be tired. Bonne nuit, Madame Jane Eyre. 
And a bit more time passes until... Good morning, Jane Eyre. Good morning, Miss Fairfax. As I have now been here at Thornfield for a bit of time which has passed, I thought I would walk to Hay, a distance of some two miles, and post that letter of yours that you have just written. A splendid idea. Make sure you take your bonnet and cloak. I will. And my muff. (laughs) Ouch! Oh, sir. Your horse slipped on the ice. I knew that. Are you injured? Do you need help? Can I do anything? Is anything broken? You do ask a lot of questions. You are not the first to remark on this. Where do you live? Thornfield Hall. You're a servant there? I am the governess. Ah, the governess. Have you an umbrella I can use as a stick? No. All I have is my muff. Then hand me my whip and help me back to the saddle. Thank you. Now gather your muff and return home as fast as you can. Indeed, I will, sir, for I am taking this letter to Hay to post for Miss Fairfield. Get up! Oh. And so Jane rushes back to Thornfield Hall. Whether she posts the letter or not, we don't know. Bronte doesn't tell us. Probably not that important. Miss Jane, Mr Rochester, the master, is just arrived, but has had an accident when his horse slipped on some ice. This is very sudden and unexpected. I did tell you this is what he's like, didn't I? I should have remembered. Although I know very little of him, other than his elder brother prejudiced his father against him, which led to him breaking with his family and leading an unsettled life as he tried to make his fortune. But the death of the brother has left him master of the estate, which he hardly visits. But apart from that? Nothing. Enter, Jane Eyre. Be seated. You've been resident here for some time past, Miss Eyre? Indeed, sir. I came from Lowood School in Ashshire. Did you bewitch my horse? I did not, sir. You are very cool. Do you think me handsome? No, sir. You are singular and not pretty. Will you agree to let me hector you a little? No, sir. I mentally shake hands with you for your answer. I might have been as good as you, but remorse is the poison of life. <laughs> did you hear that? No! Allons, zut alors, mon cher Monsieur Edward de Rochester. Oi, brat. Oh, la, 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 la. I'm not fond of the prattle of children. Then why, sir, do you keep her here? She's the daughter of a French opera dancer. <coughs> with whom I shared a grand passion. <gasps> or so I thought until one dark and stormy night, when I discovered her in the arms <coughs> of a soldier. Tension! I cast her from me <coughs> and met the soldier on the field of honor. Ouch! Then six months later. (laughs) And whilst I acknowledge no proofs of grim paternity, I took the poor thing from the slime of Paris and transplanted it to grow in the wholesome soil of an English garden. (laughs) Are you quite sure you can't hear that? Quite sure. Now the hour is late. Good night, Miss Jane Eyre. But that night... (laughs) Fire! Is there a flood? No, a fire! What is it? Who did it? I think it's someone called Grace Poole. Yes, exactly! It's her! She's a real weird one. Now, just don't mention this to anyone. But, sir... You've saved my life tonight, Jane Eyre. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, good night! And... The next morning. Good morning, Miss Jane Eyre. Grace Poole! Wasn't it proper terrible and all and everything what happened to the master? Lying in bed and falling asleep with his candle burning and the curtains getting all on fire and everything. Proper terrible. I thought I heard laughter, Grace Poole. <laughs> I hardly think so, Miss Jane Eyre. You must have been dreaming, so you must. <laughs> 
Hmm. Good morning, Jane Eyre. Miss Fairfax. Back to the attic with you, Grace Paul. Ma. And uh, mind the laughing. Sorry, ma'am. Now, Jane Eyre, what a fine day it is for Mr Rochester to hold a gay, elegant house party. Lord Ingram will be coming and Sir George Lynn and Colonel... Are there to be ladies? Indeed. Mrs Eshton, her three daughters and the Honourable Mary Ingram and her sister, Blanche. Who is this Blanche Ingram and what is she like? She is tall, with a fine bust, sloping shoulders, long, graceful neck, olive complexion. I see. And is she... With noble features, eyes black and brilliant as jewels. All right, thank you. Fine head of raven black hair and the longest, glossiest curls I ever saw. Yes, thank you, Miss Fairfax. I understand. She is beautiful. And accomplished. She sings delightfully and plays wonderfully. Is she married? Good heavens, no. She is but five and twenty. Oh, great. I know, isn't it? Let's have some dogs. Oh, let's play charades. Let's demean the servants. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Rochester, sir, Miss Fairfax wants me to tell you that a Mr. Mason has just arrived from the West Indies. Jamaica? No, she was quite keen that I told you. Oh, no! Oh, my God! Help! 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 Gina, come quickly. I need you. Mr. Rochester, she bit me! Yes, Mr. Mason, she does that. I should have warned you. Jane Eyre staunched the flow. Yes, sir. Uh, she sucked the blood and said she'd drain my heart. Sounds like her. <laughs> I'd forget about it and get back home if I were you. Jamaica? I couldn't stop her. What are you going to do about Grace Poole? Who? Oh, her. No, don't worry, I'll sort her out. Now, Jane Eyre, what would you say if I said I'm about to marry Miss Blanche Ingram? I'd say congratulations. And I'd also say I have had word that my horrible Aunt Reed is dying and I need to go and forgive her for treating me so badly when I was a child. You are very good, Jane Eyre. Yes, I am. And off she goes to see her Aunt Sarah Reed, who isn't a dreariest Una, but she might have been. Jane Eyre, I never liked you. I know, and I forgive you. Your rich Uncle John wrote from Madeira asking for your address. Madeira? Yes, it's an island in the North Atlantic Ocean. But I told him you were dead. I forgive you. You make me sick. And back she goes to Thornfield. Mr. Rochester, I'm back. You're fired. Really? No, not really. Instead, will you marry me? But Miss Blanche Ingram... I never really liked her. So, what do you say, Jane Eyre? I say, oh, Mr. Rochester. And will thou have this woman for thy wedded wife? Stop. This marriage cannot go on. But why? Because this man, Mr. Rochester, is already married to my mad sister. Is this true? Yes, maybe I should have said something. But, Mr. Rochester... It's not like it seems. I was tricked into marrying her in the West Indies. Did you make her? No, she was very keen and rich. But what no one told me is that she's a raving lunatic. What did you do? I did what any man would do. I brought her to England and locked her up in the attic. What choice did I have? But anyway, Jane Eyre, now that we can't get married, you can come away with me to France, where we can live together. In Sin? In Nice. It's nice. What do you say, Jane Eyre? No. But... Farewell. Farewell forever. Fuck up. And now Jane Eyre runs off across the windy, rain-lashed, desolate moor. And while she's doing that, 
we'll listen to a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to A Bridge Too Far, Jane Eyre. Now, if you remember, Jane has run off across the windy, rain-lashed, desolate moor, which sounds a bit like this. Thank you. And she spends a few pages being all poor and ill-used by life until finally she falls down at the door of the very first cottage she happens to happen upon. Yes, who is there pitifully knocking at the door of a well-meaning but rather oppressed country parson who is visiting his two spinster sisters? It is I, a poor starving creature who has not a friend and certainly no family in the world who is pitifully knocking. You have no family? None. Then you had better come in. I am Diana. Come and sit by the fire. And I am Mary. Have a little bread and milk. Thank you. Tell me, my dear, what is your story? I fear I cannot tell you my story, nor even my proper name. Then what shall we call you? Call me Jane. <coughs> Do you have a family, Jane? <coughs> No, absolutely not. No family at all. None. What are we to do with her, Sinjin? Well, my spinster sisters, as we know nothing about her, and she refuses to tell us anything, even her proper name, she could be absolutely anyone, so I say we take her in and let her live here with us permanently. Yes, that sounds like the most sensible thing. Because, after all, the poor thing has no family. None. Poor thing. So what is to be done? Well, maybe Jane, <coughs> who we know nothing about and has no family... None at all. ...could run the school that I'm opening with my parish for the improvement and pious guidance of the local cottagers' daughters. Yes, she can teach them knitting, sewing, reading, writing and ciphering. I accept with all my heart. Hurrah! Settle down, girls. My name is Miss Jane <coughs> and I am your teacher. Today we are learning knitting, reading, writing and ciphering. And a bit more time passes... until... So, Miss Jane, <coughs> now you have been here for some not inconsiderable but unspecified amount of time, I wanted to speak with you. Has something happened? Not for some not inconsiderable but unspecified amount of time it hasn't, but I have received a letter from a solicitor in... <coughs> Forgive me in London. He tells me about a poor curate who fell in love with a rich lady who was disowned by her friends when they married and died, leaving a daughter who was sent to live with her aunt until she was ten, when she was sent to Lowood School before becoming the governess in the ward of a man named Rochester. He told you all this? It was a long letter. Does he say how Mr. Rochester is? No, but he does say this young woman had a rich uncle John who has died in Madeira and left her £20,000. Wow! But this young lady is called Jane. And you are Jane... <coughs> no, I am Jane Eyre. Then I am your cousin. Your mother was my father's sister. Yes. Your rich Uncle John was my rich Uncle John. Yes. You and your sisters are his sister's children. Yes. As I am his brother's daughter. Yes. Then we're cousins. Yes. That's what I said. Oh, I am so glad. Because now your sisters can come home and I can share the money with you. Oh, dear sweet cousin Jane Eyre. What a coincidence that the very first cottage you happened to happen upon contained the only members of the family you never knew you had. Yes, quite lucky, really. Yes, and now we can all live happily together forever. Hurrah! Maybe you can, but I am resolved to go to India and be a missionary. Good for you, St. John. The Lord is gladdened that you think that, Jane Eyre, because he wants you to come with me. Does he? Yes, and he wants us to be married. What? Yes. No. But it's what God wants. But at that very moment, Jane. somehow, Jane. Rochester's distant ghostly voice is heard echoing from afar. Jane! I have no idea how. What? He wants us to marry and take up a missionary position in India. Oh, be quiet, you. Jane? Not you. I'm coming, Mr. Rochester. Wait for me. Oh, I will come. And she's off again. 
Excuse me, respectable-looking innkeeper. Can you give me any news of Thornfield Hall? Thornfield Hall? You mean the place with the strange woman what was kept locked up there by the master, Mr. Rochester, who it turned out was his wife from Jamaica? West Indies. That's the place? Well, apparently Mr. Rochester hired a governess for his French ward and fell in love with her, tried to marry her, but the wife in the attic wasn't happy about that. She was mad. She was bloody furious. So one night after the wedding was all called off and the governess fled, she set the place alight and burned it to the ground. Mr. Rochester tried to save her, but she fell out the window and died. And Mr. Rochester? He lives all alone, broken and desolate at Ferndown Manor, not 30 miles off. I must see him. But he won't see you. He's blind. From the fire. I must go to him. Oh, the doctor chopped his hand off and all. And having done the exposition, Jane Eyre arrives back to Mr. Rochester again where she was before, again, 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 again. Mary! Mary! Bring me my tray, damn it! Here is your supper, sir. Who is that? That is not Mary. No, sir, I am not Mary. That voice! What delusion has come over me? No delusion, sir. Can it be? Is it... Is it possible? Yes, sir. It is I, Jane Eyre. Jane! Let me embrace you, my darling! Oh, bugger! I'm over here, sir. Oh, I want to rush into your sweet... Damn it! Over here! Oh, Jane Eyre! My own sweet love! Will you give me your hand? I don't know how that's going to work. In marriage. Oh, of course! Say that you will be mine! Sir, even though you are hideous... Am I? Very. And now withered and blind also. And even though you locked your first wife in the attic, led a dissolute life, had numerous affairs, lied repeatedly, tried to trap me in a bigamous marriage and are 20 years older than me, yes! Reader, I'll marry him. So, listener, yes. She married him. And plain old Jane Eyre, the girl without an anagram to her name, became Jane Rochester. Or Rector J. C. Hen. Or her erect Jason, if you prefer. Oh, and she has a baby. And Rochester's sight returns. Oh, I don't think his hand grows back, but you never know. Anyway, that's, that's it. That's about it. Jane Eyre, in 22 minutes. 17 seconds. Thanks for listening. Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte was abridged too far by me, Professor Douglas Allard, with some help from David Spicer. The voices you heard were Julian Ball, Joanna Brooks, Charlotte McBurney, David Menkin, Caroline Rogers, and Ben Starr. The audio production was by John Schwab. It was directed by John Schwab and David Spicer and was a Broadway Podcast Network production. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 